This is the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames. Brought to you by Special Needs Family Resources, LLC. For the next hour, we'll be discussing the particular challenges and real-life solutions for families with special needs. If you found us, please know that you are not alone. To find out more, go to SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, it's your host, Julie Ames, on AM860, The Answer. Thanks for listening today to the Special Needs Family Hour. I'm Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. Our show is dedicated to helping those parents and caregivers who are caring for special people. The theme of the show is the essay, Welcome to Holland, by Emily Pearl Kingsley. Kingsley describes the experience of raising a child with a disability. It's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy, only to realize that your plane has landed in Holland. Holland isn't a bad place. It's just a different place. So you must go out, buy a new guidebook, learn a whole new language, and meet a whole new group of people you would never have met. Holland is a code word for living life with those with disabilities. My hope and prayer is that the challenges we face in Holland will make us better people. This has been an interesting time in Holland for us. Our oldest two daughters, Marie and Christina, are on the autism spectrum and have intellectual disabilities. Our youngest daughter, Anna, is a typical teenager. Maria and Christina are finally both back at school. Maria was sick for two weeks, and Christina was sick for a month. Life with Christina is interesting. There are times Christina's seizures are unpredictable. Recently, I had my annual doctor's appointment. Christina, of course, was sick and was with me. Christina and I were in the lobby of the building, sitting on a leather couch. While I was on my phone, Christina was staring into space. As time went on, I realized that it had been three minutes and she was starting to twitch. I needed to run to the car to get her medicine. I needed to find someone to watch her. In the lobby, there are two doctor's offices. While watching Christina, I looked in one office. No one was sitting in the waiting room. In the, off, in the other office, there were three people in the waiting room, none of whom looked able-bodied. About that time, a couple was walking by us. I asked the woman if they could watch Christina so I could get her medicine. Christina was starting to smack her lips. It's kind of like a sound of a and she's starting to twitch. I start to run out the door of my purse, only to realize... My keys are not there. I run back to the couch and Christina, throw my purse down and get my keys out of the tote bag, then run to the car. I get her medicine and run back. I hand a small sheet to the woman and ask her to hold it up for privacy. I wrestle with Christina on the leather couch to give her a dose of her medicine to stop the seizure. I put her clothes back together. She's just laying there, still jerking. I start timing how long it takes for her to come out of the seizure. I'm hoping she comes out of it. We haven't been to the hospital since January 2010. The seizure stops, and I thank the woman. She's asked, she asks if there's anything else that I need. I told her no and give her a hug. Christina's laying on the couch. She sits up. I sit beside her. I am shell-shocked, and she has come with toast. We sit there for a few minutes. I am completely out of breath. Maybe it was the running or the adrenaline rush, and Christina is exhausted. We never make it to my doctor's appointment. We go home, and we both take a nap. I don't know the woman who helped me. I am so thankful that she was there. There have been many people over the years who have shown our family great generosity and kindness. It makes up for the strange stares and judgmental looks we sometimes receive. Today, we have a great show. Our guests today are with the University of South Florida's College of Medicine. We will be discussing parent-child interaction therapy and the Hot Docs program for kids with behavior challenges. 
I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. Today, we have representatives from the University of South Florida's College of Medicine. We have Dr. Heather Agatzi, who is an associate professor and psychologist in the Department of Pediatrics at the University of South Florida. Dr. Agatzi teaches pre-service psychology trainees and medical students and residents in evidence-based clinical practices to address the needs of children with developmental delays, disruptive behavior disorders, and autism spectrum disorders. Dr. Agatzi is the principal investigator and director of the Hot Docs Project. Hot Docs is funded by the Children's Board of Hillsborough County and aims to bring evidence-based parenting practices to caregivers with children ages birth to five years. Hot Docs teaches caregivers how to promote social-emotional development in the children as well as maintain healthy family relationships. Dr. Agatzi specializes in the evaluation of young children birth to eight years and developing intervention plans to support family systems, promote healthy development, and prepare children for success in school. Dr. Agatzi is a level one parent-child interaction therapy therapist. So, Dr. Agatzi, how did you get involved with helping those in special needs? So, my background in intercollegiate athletics, both as an athlete and as a Division I coach at the University of South Florida, really drew me to the field of psychology. And in my 20s, I also had some experiences working with young children, school-aged children, with special needs. And that merged my interests and drew me to the field of pediatric school psychology. Yes. Wow. And Christina, our other guest is Christina Ortiz. And Christina is part of the Spanish outreach at the College of Medicine at University of South Florida. Christina has a BA in human science, major in psychology from the Universidad del Este, Tampa, Florida. She is the project coordinator for hot docs in the Department of Pediatrics. Ms. Ortiz has been a part of the Hot Docs team since April 2006, where she participated first as a parent and now has become a master teacher for Hot Docs and Hot Docs Espanol classes. Her experiences as a mother, as well as her involvement in Hot Docs, have touched the lives of many families and children with special needs. Her primary interest with Hot Docs is reaching out to the Latino community and engaging them in early intervention services, connecting them to community resources, and teaching them how to advocate for their children. So, Christina, please tell our listeners, how did you get involved with those with special needs? Hi, Julie. Hi. Well, um, back then, when I had my child, and he was um, around two and a half, I started noticing that something was not right. Yes. Um, his behavior, he was not um, talking enough, and... My son was my only child at that time, and I had um, no family here. My mother was far away, so I really yes. didn't have, like, no help. So I thought, okay, let me just go to the pediatrician, and they gave me a list 
of different providers in Tampa Bay, which also I was totally ignorant about it. I had no idea. Um, and being Hispanic, I felt more comfortable speaking with somebody in Spanish. Right. So I ended up calling somewhere that I don't remember, and this wonderful lady told me, well, I suggest you to call the Early Step Program and ask for this person. It was a service coordinator, a male, and he um, spoke Spanish. So I did that, and that's where we began our journal, actually. I learned about Early Steps, and he offered me, he told me, well, your child has uh, a lot of behavior and we need to evaluate him because there is a little bit of delay in his speech. Yes. But um, my son's behavior was really tough. So he offered me um, a parenting class, Hotbox. And I said yes. I was saying yes to everything because I was very desperate. Right. And I needed to find a way to be able to help my boy. Right. So... He told me it's going to be in Spanish, and we're going to start the first class. It's going to be in January of 2006, and I said yes right away. And the day was there. It came, and I went to the class. Um, I remember it was just six of us, mothers, all of us that spread. I was crying most of the time, ready to pull <laughs> my hair out um, with a lot of feelings of guilt. Right. Um, Goes with the territory, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Um, And I just saw these three professionals, and I'm like, okay, well, they're here for a reason, and I believe in them, and I'm just going to do exactly what they're going to teach me. And I went back home, and I did all my homework with my little boy every day, and a week later I came back, and it started to get better. Instead of crying, I was smiling. yes. And my boy, Sebastian, and I were successful. There was a lot of changes. Um, it was a life-saving. Um, our, his behavior changed a lot. And I was able to learn and comprehend and understand um, everything that was going on with him. Yes. And after I finished the hot box um, classes, probably like a month later, I got a call from Dr. Armstrong offering me if I wanted to be part of the team. Wow. Yes. And I said, yes, of <laughs> course. And that's how it started this wonderful um, journal of hot dogs. And, and I include Sebastian in it because I kept working with him. And I started um, to teach the class. I helped to translate the program and since then, I've been very involved with the Hispanic community and trying to help um, others, especially the Hispanic community, because I felt that we really don't have a lot of help, right. first of all, because there's a barrier of the language and our culture is very different. And we kind of feel sometimes that maybe there's nothing going on with our children and there is, and we really don't know where to go. Right. So I've been able to teach, thank you to the Hot Docs team, um, provide this service to a lot of people out in the community. Well, it's wonderful that you weren't in denial, because most parents are in denial. I mean, we all go through that. I've gone through it, but that you weren't in denial. And how fortunate that you got a referral to call USF Early Steps. And yes. then you got into one of the first classes, it sounds like, for Hot Docs, because that's when it started, right? 
Absolutely. I remember her being in my class. I was one of those were, trainers. I thought so, but I wasn't sure. Okay. That's amazing. Yes. That's yes. exciting. Very exciting. Well, all right. Explain exactly what the word hot dogs means for the audience. Hot dogs stands for helping our toddlers developing our children's skills. Okay. And can you explain some of the key components to the program, Heather? Absolutely. Hot Docs is a parent training program that is delivered in group format, so it's only for caregivers, not for children. We are a seven-week program, and through the course of those seven weeks, we teach caregivers how to problem solve. So we teach them foundation skills in understanding child behavior, yes, understanding events that trigger child behavior, Right. Understanding consequences that maintain child behavior, and most importantly, understanding the function of their child's behavior. So we really want caregivers to leave understanding that children don't behave or do behaviors to make us crazy or to get revenge or to get back at us, even though we all have our moments where we feel right. our children are behaving as such. They engage in behaviors because behaviors have a function, and it's typically to get some type of personal need met or to escape a caregiver direction. Right, right. Well, I liked what um, Christina said when she said after that first after that first week of going home and doing her homework that she realized. I think you saw that there was a light. Right? Yes, and, correct. And that's when you stopped crying because then you had hope that exactly. things were going to get better. Yes. And your son was only two and a half, right? Wow. All right. That's that's amazing. So who do you recommend for hot dogs, Heather? So hot dogs was designed for families who have children ages birth to about age eight. At the present, we have a grant from our Children's Board of Hillsborough County to serve caregivers and professionals in Hillsborough County who have children ages birth to five years. Okay. Now, um, Dr. Agatzi, what differentiates hot dogs from other behavior intervention programs and therapy? That's a great question because there are a lot of behavioral interventions that are out there, many of which are not very accessible, some of which are very expensive. Some are delivered individually with families and children one-on-one, and as I mentioned before, hot docs is a group-based intervention. So what differentiates hot docs from other behavioral interventions is one, the problem-solving approach. We're trying to equip people to have a skill set that will apply to a range of life behaviors and not isolated skills or isolated behaviors. So really focusing on the function of behavior, trying to understand the child's needs and have perspective on why children engage in behaviors and that they do these things to get needs met. Right. So we're not looking at just decreasing disruptive behaviors or we replacing disruptive behaviors with more appropriate behaviors. We really want to understand where the child is coming from and help them achieve that function with a more desirable skill set or a more age-appropriate behavior. Right. Well, why don't we take a break there, and we'll continue our conversation about hot dogs on the other side. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. I am here with Dr. Heather Agazzi, Associate Professor of Pediatrics at the University of South Florida's College of Medicine, and Christina Ortiz, the Project Coordinator for Hot Docs. We are discussing programs and resources available in our community to help parents with children who have behavior challenges. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to Special Needs Family Hour. Dot com. 
We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. I am here with Dr. Heather Agazzi, Associate Professor of Pediatrics at the University of South Florida's College of Medicine, and Christina Ortiz, the Project Coordinator for Hot Docs. We are discussing programs and resources available in our community to help parents with children who have behavior challenges. Now, Dr. Agazzi, we were just talking about hot docs, and can you tell us a little bit how the program developed? I mean, where did this whole idea come from for hot docs? I'd love to. The idea actually came from Dr. Kathleen Armstrong, who is a professor and an outstanding psychologist in the College of Medicine, and she really recognized a need for community-based resources for caregivers with children with special needs. Yes. Dr. Armstrong spent her career working with youth with emotional and behavioral disturbances and realized in the clinical setting she could only serve one family at a time. So she had the idea to create the Hot Docs program in effort to serve a larger number of people in our community. So in 2006, Dr. Armstrong received a generous grant from the Children's Board of Hillsborough County and was able to develop the initial or the first edition of the Hot Docs program. Well, yes. Well, we had Dr. Armstrong on the show, uh, I guess it was about two years ago. We had her on the show, and at the time, I think she had just flown out to Oregon because they wanted to adopt her Hot Docs program there. So I guess it is in different areas of the country. It is, yes. So Oregon is one of the sites at the Oregon Children's Hospital. They are offering hot docs classes ongoing. We've trained many graduate students who have now gone on to live in different places across the country, and they're offering hot docs through their agencies or their universities if they're in teaching positions. So Hot Docs is offered in Boston, in the Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts. It's also offered in South Florida, in Miami. We have a former graduate out in California, Southern California, offering Hot Docs, as well as a graduate student, a, a current graduate student who's bringing Hot Docs to Gainesville, Florida. My, so it is growing. It's amazing. And about how much does a program cost? Can you let listeners know about how much it costs and how do they contact you or whomever? Absolutely. Because of our funding through the Children's Board, Hot Docs is offered at very low cost right now. So for Hillsborough County caregivers who have a child birth to five, the fee is $10, and that covers seven weeks of instruction. That's amazing. And includes the cost of the manual participants need to participate in the classes. That's amazing. And what I'm excited about is that you have a program that works, that works at an early age to help parents that need the help, and that is being used around the country. 
and it's only seven weeks. I just think that's amazing that you've got that kind of help out there and that it's only for $10 because it was, I think, 100 or so way back when. Sure. So before we achieved this grant contract, we were operating Hot Talks on a really small scale, and the $100 fee was necessary to cover the cost of the trainers, the materials, etc. So we are largely subsidized by our contract. Yes. And then what are some of your goals for the current program? So our current contract, our main goal is to offer the program countywide. So we really want to reach all corners of our county, and we're placing a strong emphasis on getting the classes into the community. So historically, the majority of our classes were offered on the University of South Florida main campus. Through our partnerships with the Children's Board, we have reached out to the Early Childhood Council, the Early Learning Coalition, the Family Support and Resource Centers, as well as Child Find through Hillsborough County Public Schools. And we actually are teaching a course right now at Child Find. But our goal is really to get get the classes into the community, into community locations where families are comfortable engaging in services. One of the things Christina mentioned earlier was different subgroups or cultural groups. Right. They might not be comfortable engaging in services in different languages or in different doctor's offices where maybe they don't identify with the folks who are receiving services in those locations. So one of Christina's goals is to help us reach the Latino community and to bring the project to agencies wherein these folks are naturally receiving services. Yes. And as far as some of the people that are working with you, um, are there other people that can, I guess, approach you on a professional level about coming and working with them? Other groups or mental health assists, not mental health, but other groups that are working with families because we have so many in this Absolutely, area. Absolutely, yes. That's a great question. So another part of our contract this time around is to train professionals in hot docs because we know we three, Christina, Dr. Jillian Childress, my co-director, and myself, we can't sustain hot docs in such a large region. Right. So one of our goals is to train other community professionals who could continue to offer the service within their own agency. But regardless of whether folks want to become hot docs trainers or not, we're definitely interested in partnering partnering with community agencies and bringing the classes to their locations. Right. So could you tell them um if those people that want to be your partner, how the, how do they get a hold of you? Absolutely. There are several ways to get in contact with us. We have a Facebook page. So Facebook Hot Docs is probably one of the easiest ways to find us. We have a phone line and Christina, Christina checks the voicemail as well as our email. So we have a Hot Docs email account as well. So our phone is 813-974-1048. Did you say it again? 813-974-1048. And our email address is hotdocs at health.usf.edu. 
So it's H-O-T-D-O-C-S at health.usf.edu. And all of that information is available on our Facebook page as well. Great. Folks right. could also just Google USF Hot Docs and they will arrive at our, our USF URL. Yes. Is there anything else that you wanted to add, Christina? Uh, well, based on my experience, personal experience that I went through with my child and all these years of of being blessed, of being able to teach hot dogs, it is a great um, place to come for parents, not only because you will be able to get the tools that you need to work with your child, but also you will find a community that's going to be out there for you. Because when you have a special need child, you feel pretty lonely. Yes. And in our hot dogs classes, there is that support. A lot of my families in the classes, they end up being friends yes. after the seven classes. And you feel that support and you can get a lot of information and resources um, through each other. So it's a lot of benefits that you get coming to the hot dogs classes. Yes. Well, I always felt, um, I never wanted to go to a support group, but I found that I, by going to classes for my special needs children, I have so much support and so much camaraderie and friendship. And that has helped me. So technically I've never been for, to a support group for my situation. And I, I recommend that you do do support groups. I just haven't. I was afraid it would be depressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds funny. But I mean, at this point, my kids are 21, 19. But I, when they were young, I thought this would be very depressing. And But it's not, especially um, when you're in this atmosphere with other people that are striving to help the children. Well, let's take a break and we'll come back and continue our conversation. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with Dr. Heather Agazzi, Associate Professor of Pediatrics at the University of South Florida's College of Medicine, and Christina Ortiz, the Project Coordinator for Hot Docs. We're discussing programs and resources available in our community to help parents and children who have behavior challenges. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. I'm here with Dr. Heather Agazzi, Associate Professor of Pediatrics at the University of South Florida's College of Medicine, and Christina Ortiz, the Project Coordinator for Hot Docs. We are discussing programs and resources available in our community to help parents with children who have behavior challenges. And for anyone that's just joined the show here, um, can you, Dr. Agazzi, could you please explain again what Hot Docs is, the acronym? Yes. 
Hot Doc stands for helping our toddlers developing our children's skills, and it's a group-based parent training program for caregivers of young children with developmental delays and disruptive behavior problems. Okay. Now, what type or what kinds of behaviors do you see in this program when parents come? We see all kinds of behaviors. <laughs> we see a lot of very normal early childhood behaviors, those behaviors that we, we parents think are annoying, right? Yes. So whining, yes. getting out of your bed at night. <laughs> Asking for candy at the checkout aisle. What else do little kids do that drive us crazy? Not following directions. Yes. Throwing their piece on the floor. Yes. No, my, my, um, I didn't know my kids were special needs. Christina would be about two and she'd get upset and she would just throw herself back. Oh my gosh. She did that one time in the bed, in her baby bed. Yes. And she came back up and part of her tooth was missing. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and I looked everywhere for it. I couldn't find it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Maybe she swallowed it. I know, I know. But I would look at her and I would think, you know, don't you know that that's really not good? Right. So we work with caregivers who have typically developing children who do very typical early childhood behaviors. But we also work with caregivers who have children with special needs. And those special needs really can range. They can range from mild developmental delays, like mild speech delays, right. mild social development delays, and they can be more severe. So they can include children who will go on to get a diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder yes. or an intellectual disability, or maybe have a, a, a comorbid type of condition where they have some type of genetic condition that's right. also associated with disruptive behaviors. So we yes. really see the the range in terms of challenging child behaviors. But what you've described with your infant throwing herself back in her bed, we certainly have seen and, and heard that. I could have used your help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just Anyway, so as far as a parent goes, um, what can you say to them so that in case they have any, to limit any trepidation they have for coming to the program? I would say there are other people like you out there, and you're probably going to make connections and normalize your life experience. I think Christina can speak to this better than I, but parents who have children with special needs often feel feel isolated. They do their grocery shopping at 1 a.m. at the 24-hour Walmart to avoid the checkout line with the toddler, right? Yes. To avoid the stares of other caregivers to get in and get out. But what does that mean? It means it really disrupts their own well-being and their own quality of life so that they're sleep-deprived and less prepared to meet the needs of this difficult child, whether they have developmental delays or special health needs or not. My, My hardest days are when I'm tired even now with my children. <laughs> Absolutely. Sleep deprivation gets us all. Yes. 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 What and, were you going to add, Christine? And what just Dr. Agassi um, commented is true. When you have a special need child, you tend to isolate yourself and you isolate your child. So what happened when we isolate ourselves and our children? We are um, taking away from our children the opportunity to learn new things and for us to teach them those skills that maybe they are missing. And coming to Hot Dogs, um, you will get strong and we will teach you the uh, ways and skills to be able to go out with your child because independently if your child is a special needs that has um, different disabilities, with a lot of consistencies and with a lot of patience of the parents, your child can be successful based on their development. So, you really don't have to stay at home forever with your child. There is hope. There is a life for you to be able to enjoy your child, your special needs child. You can enjoy your child and have a life. 
Yes. And what is the typical family like that's, that you're seeing in your program? Well, um, we see all <laughs> types of families, families right? I mean, we all see types. all types of families. Mm-hmm. Yes. We see single families. Yeah. We see single families, uh, single parents mm-hmm. who come with their their network of support. So they come with their sister or they come with their grandmother. That's wonderful. We have divorce families where mm-hmm. mother and father both attend and maybe attend with their significant others. Foster right. parents. Foster parents. Just grandparents. Wow. Single dads, single moms, or mom and dad. Um, every, every type of family, we, we see them in hot dogs. And the common denominator is that we have a behavior at home that is challenging and they don't know what to do. Yes. And you know what I like about your program is lots of times when you get help, sometimes you feel like you have the stranger that's inserting themselves into your life. And this isn't anything like that because it's a whole group dynamic and everyone's working together. So it's really a team approach. You don't feel like there's someone in there judging you. Exactly. Because I've yes. had friends that have gotten therapy and I had, <laughs> and it was a, it was a free program years ago, but she said to me, I still can't stand that woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think what differentiates us, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, is that we are teaching people a problem solving process. Yes. We're not giving them a line feed on what they need to do with their child. We recognize right. that caregivers know their children better than anyone else. Certainly, we teach them evidence-based practices, so practices or strategies. I think this is what Christina alluded to earlier. She went home in week one. She did her homework. Yes. And the homework was to practice using clear directions. Yes. And she was successful. So we give folks weekly tips that we know will have some immediate impact on their daily life. But overall, we teach them a problem-solving process that they learn to apply to the nuances of everyday life. Yes. Well, I just had a flashback. I remember before I had kids, I would see women talking, and I was a professional. <laughs> I started our family late. But I remember looking at them, I think, what did they talk about? And they were always talking about kids, and I couldn't get it. And I finally realized that with kids, there's no map to it. But then when I had special needs kids, I wasn't going to talk about them because I was ashamed that I, I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I didn't know they were special needs. I was hiding the fact that they didn't chew their food. I was hiding the fact that they weren't potty trained. And I thought it was all me. Absolutely. And I think many caregivers have those same trepidations. They're afraid that they're at fault or they're yes. the reason why their child is yes. not growing or developing as one would expect. And so we would say to those caregivers, you're not alone. Come and meet some other people who have similar experiences to you and let us get you connected and let us teach you some skills that will change your immediate daily life and bring you some quality of life. I wanted to go back to something Christina said earlier that I think is profoundly important. Caregivers do tend to isolate themselves or avoid situations. It's just like a person who has anxiety. They avoid the anxiety (laughs) trigger to feel better. And we as caregivers, we might avoid certain situations to spare ourselves the humiliation, the stress, whatever it may be. But When we do that, we are losing key opportunities to teach our children critical skills and actually during a critical phase of brain development when their brains are most open to learning new skills and forming those neuronal connections that we want them to have so that when they show up at school in kindergarten, they understand how to sit in their seat and raise their hand to ask for help or to walk in line to go to the cafeteria. Yes. So I think it's really important that we don't lose sight of that missed opportunities to learn because we can't get them back once we lose them. That's true. 
Yes, that's so important. And that's part of when parents are in denial. And we have to take that mask or those glasses off our eyes and stop being in denial. It's hurtful because none of us liked it, the feeling right. of when you were told that your child is a special need. But we can be in denial or our life because you won't be able to enjoy life, enjoy your child, or teach anything to your child and choose the and lose that opportunity again of that earlier intervention to be able those pressured moments those those it's 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 like gold that time is gold to be able to um work with your child and help them be successful yes and i know um years ago i would always compare my children to other children and i was at um sunday coffee and donuts and the girl scouts not the girl scouts the daisies were on the next table and I pointed to my husband. I said, look, because it was so obvious the difference between them and my oldest. And he finally told me, he said, don't rob me of my joy. And what I realized mm-hmm. is he was enjoying the children. And I can remember him seeing them playing outside and saying, you know, I wouldn't trade them for anything in the world. And when you look at that, and that's what people don't understand, is there is joy to be had in your special needs child. Yes. If you can get past the guilt, you can get past the labeling mm-hmm. and... Um, and connect you to resources that yes. will help you to be successful because we have a vast body of knowledge that tells us that we can train and teach and work with children with special needs and we can be extremely successful so that they can grow up and be adults with productive, meaningful lives. Yes. And that's really what we try to teach our caregivers in hot docs. Yes. Well, I know that for me, I was extremely tortured because <laughs> I, I didn't find out my kids were special needs until they were almost seven, um, five, and the youngest is three, but she's typical. But I didn't find out. So there was so much. Some of my friends who got help immediately, like if you know that your child has Down syndrome, you have immediate people there to help you. Absolutely. And take you along. And that's, that's what you guys are. So why don't we take a break and we'll be back. Um, I'm Julie Ames and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860 The Answer. I am here with Dr. Heather Agazzi, Associate Professor of Pediatrics at the University of South Florida's College of Medicine, and Christina Ortiz, the Project Coordinator for Hot Docs. We are discussing programs and resources available in our community to help parents with children who have behavior challenges. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now... Here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with Dr. Heather Agazzi, Associate Professor of Pediatrics at the University of South Florida's College of Medicine, and Christina Ortiz, the Project Coordinator for Hot Docs. We are discussing programs and resources available in our community to help parents with children who have behavior challenges. Now, Christina, I wanted to ask you about your son, Sebastian. You started in the Hot Docs program when he was two and a half, and how old is he now? Sebastian is 14 years old now. I have My. a teenager at home. Yes. <laughs> a whole new experience. Yes. Totally different. We're um, going in, a, in another stage right now because being a teenager is a whole new world. Yes. Um, so we're experiencing different things now. Um, but since we did hot dogs all the way until he turned a teenager, um, every routine, every skill, everything that I was able to learn and implement at home with him um, of hot dogs, um, 
it worked perfectly. Our routines were, I have always been very stable. We were able to travel. I used to have a lot, a lot of difficulties with him and the sleeping routine. Right. Um, very difficult. But we were able, I was able to get this routine um, right. And it didn't matter where we were in another country, if the time had changed. Right. His routine was always the same. Um, so we were, we have been very successful since we, since I did a hot dogs program um, with him. It also um, empowered myself to be able to advocate for my child um, everywhere where I went. And it opened many doors um, after I did hot dogs um, to be able to get more resources and help for him to navigate um, the school system that being Hispanic, it was it is totally different from where I am. So it was something brand new. And I was able to learn and to advocate for him all his IEP meetings and get it where he needed to be to be able to receive um, the services that he needed. And with all that help, um, he has been very successful. Wow, awesome. Now, Dr. Agatsi, let's say, are, are there more intensive therapies available to people that are having more challenges than hot dogs can handle. Absolutely. We can't, unfortunately, help every person through hot dogs, although we will try. So there are more intensive behavioral interventions. We would call those clinical interventions that are offered more on a one-to-one ratio. Of them, parent-child interaction therapy is probably one of the the best-known, most proven evidence-based treatments for disruptive behavior disorders, strictly speaking for children ages 2 to 7 years of age, Yes. although that age expands for children who have experienced child maltreatment or who have an intellectual disability. We also have the Triple P Parenting Program that is yes. currently operating in our community in contact in collaboration with Champions for Children. And child parent psychotherapy is currently being offered through our Early Childhood Council. So yes. there are a number of resources. Certainly, our Crisis Center offers a number of proven therapies, especially trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy. And my doctor, Allison Salome, is managing a large project through the Crisis Center for families who have experienced any form of trauma or crisis. So if you're a parent and you need intensive therapy, who do you call? So you could contact the or Crisis Center. Where do you center. start first? You, you could contact the Crisis Center, the 211 okay. line. Okay. You could certainly contact our Children's Board of Hillsborough County. They have an excellent provider directory with these different resources. You could contact USF Health. We offer a range of psychiatric and psychological services, and the appointment line phone number is 813-974-2583. One more time. 813-974-2583, or go to USF Health website, and you can get connected to clinical services. Yes, and Christina, what about hot dogs? And and let's say someone speaks Spanish and they want to talk to you. They can call us and they are free to speak in Spanish. I answer all the call, all the calls and listen to all the voicemails. Um, I know people feel more comfortable in Spanish, so they can go ahead, leave me your message in Spanish, or they can write the email in Spanish. I will respond. Yes. And Dr. Agatsi speaks Spanish too. I love that up. Yes. But <laughs> I speak it like a gringa, so they're better off 
calling Christina <laughs> at 813-974-1048. That's 813-974-1048. Or send her an email at hotdocs at health.usf.edu. That's H-O-T-D-O-C-S at health.usf.edu. Well, well, thank you both for being here today, and I hope that a lot of people out there take advantage of this wonderful resource that is available to them. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. Please join us next Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Thank you for listening to the Special Needs Family Hour. If you've missed any part of today's program, you can get the podcast of this and every show at specialneedsfamilyhour.com. While there, please take advantage of the resources we made available. And if you're so inclined, please support the advertisers that support this program. More than anything, just know that you are not alone. And we invite you to join us next Sunday at 1 for the Special Needs Family Hour, only on AM 860. The Answer. The Answer.